Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the McCovey Croncast, the San Francisco Giants podcast on SB Nation. For McCoveyChronicles.com, I am Brian Murphy, former managing editor of McCovey Chronicles, and with me is Doug Brizzoni, who writes about the Giants at Substack, GiantsDoug.substack.com. Doug, the Giants um, had a pretty rough week. It's kind of like what's going on in my apartment. Our shower was found to have a bunch of rot in it, so they've pulled it all out, and it's completely disrupted our lives. And it's made for a miserable week, just like the Giants have. You know, what's an amazing coincidence is that our hot water, our hot water heater went out and uh, they keep saying they'll come and fix it eventually. And they haven't. So just like the Giants, it's, you know, every every Giants game is like a cold shower. And yep. I can tell you that from recent experience. Ours is like no shower. It just stinks. Uh, yeah. And it's dusty, a lot of old crap. But I mean, if we were astrologers, I'm sure Mars is somewhere where it shouldn't be in the firmament right now. Some some weird energy. Oh, oh is Mercury! Going on. Mercury is in hardcore <laughs> retrograde oh, right man. now. Oh, I hate yeah. it. I don't want to drop an f bomb that early, but screw you, Mercury, right now. Yeah, God, <laughs> Mercury, the worst. Uh, so the Giants came out of the All Star break zero and seven plus zero and eight, right? And then they won, and it was whatever. But I want to run through the news real quick. Uh, just to spotlight what we're talking about this week, the trade deadline is imminent. We're recording this game on the final, like they're three innings into the final game of the Cubs series. Um, and we're just going to talk about that real quick, the week, the trade deadline. And then we're also going to do our bullpen trust power rankings, which, oh my gosh, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it's exciting. <laughs> Uh, so just to run through the quick news, the Giants signed their first 17 picks from the 2022 draft, as well as four undrafted players. You can uh, go through our quick draft recap last week, just uh, if you want to get a heads up there. Both Tyro Estrada and Jock Peterson are on the concussion IL. Tyro Estrada took a Jack Leiter fastball to the head. Uh, Jock Peterson slammed into the left-filled wall. Um, this necessitated the Giants making an actual trade at the trade deadline. It was for 30-year-old... Dixon Machado from the Cubs. Um, he's been in the big leagues before, but not for four years. He's played the last two in the KBO. And Doug, he he asked to be traded. And oh, it just happened. Yeah. Worked out for everyone then. Yeah. Win-win. <laughs> so um, he's the shortstop today. <laughs> you know, it, I think it'll work out just as well as Austin wins, where you're like, you know, he isn't not a major league player. 
That's it. That's what yeah. I got. No, that's a, that's what I mean. Everyone's like, oh, this is the big deadline move in it. And I think we need to start thinking more like the Giants do and, and basically be like, as we as you have seen, Giants fans, it is extremely difficult to field a major league talented roster. So we got someone who is capable of playing in the major leagues. That is a huge blockbuster deal for us. <laughs> they needed a shortstop. They didn't have a shortstop. They got a shortstop. That's a big deal. So um, let's see. If they win today, they'll be 51 and 51. So if you're listening to this on Monday, they're either 51 and 51, 50 and 52, and they're three and a half plus out of the wild, the last wild card game. Um, Carlos Rodon made his start. I cannot believe it. I am just completely stunned by this news. Showcase! <laughs> the showcase! <laughs> I, this is now, we'll just talk about this, the trade deadline philosophy. Last week, I, I made a, a semi-urgent plea for them to sell, and, and this week I'm begging them, but I think they're going to, I think they're going to look down at us and say no. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think there's a shot at it now. It's, that oh god, this seems so bad. That they're uh god, what, what was the term I used repeatedly on Thursday? <laughs> so yes, you wrote about this. It was great. It was basically and and you did it in like a polite aristocratic um, voice, which that's what you have to read it as if you're going to read the article. By the way, if you don't go to giantsdug.substack.com twice a week, you should. The headline being, it would appear that our favorite baseball squadron is a steaming heap of canine feces. <laughs> and and uh, it's hard not to argue that they're dog shit. They're dog shit. They're dog shit. They're, they're, they've been absolute dog shit. In what ways have they not been dog shit? Well, I mean, again, it's hard to get someone who can play shortstop. So they got someone who could play shortstop when they needed one. That's hard to do. So at least in the immediate need area they're not dog shit <laughs> right they've they've improved uh <laughs> their their short from, stuff supply <laughs> yeah the glut the short stuff supply is marginally improved that's so right. that's a big plus <laughs> it's like you need four wheels to drive this car we only had three we got four that four uh might actually just be like an inflatable tube that you you'd use it in a pool but yeah, I mean, the, the, the fourth wheel is the emergency tire <laughs> that you have in the trunk that they tell you not to drive more than 30 miles on, but it is a tire. That's right. So it's an improvement because you only uh, had three before. I mean, and there's just no measure. Everything it's, it's kind of a recurring theme all year. We've been saying like, yeah, they do some things nice. They actually still score a lot of runs. They're FIP, they're FIP, they're FIP. They're FIP. <laughs> they, you know, and they're the, they're, they're fighting to stay as the seventh best team in the national league. And so that's kind of where we are. And they had a bad run, a season high seven game losing streak in there. I mean, like they, um, you know, they, they, they don't inspire anything other than, um, misery, um, rev- angst, <laughs> revision, rev- uh, revulsion, that der- derision, derision for sure. Um, I mean, we've clearly, I, the funny thing is it seems like we've said this. I've, well, hold on. I'll be very clear. I've been saying this since 2016. It seems like we've reached the end of the line. With a lot of these <laughs> players. You know, we're, you know, Brandon, Brandon Crawford, 
okay, he's got one more year on his deal. And when he is in the lineup, even though the Giants defense across the board is bad, he's still one of their better defenders, which is at this point damning with faint praise. Brandon Belt, who I love, is toast at this point. Or, you know, he's hitting okay, but he's not an $18 million a year player. And, you know, you've got just players up and down where you're like, yeah, you could replace any of these players in it, and it wouldn't really affect anything. And now Logan Webb is in kind of like a, not a funk, but he's fine. Carlos Rodon is fine, you know, and it's sort of like, is that because the rest of the team is so average or worse that it's just not making a difference how good any one or two players are? That's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a team sport and uh, you need the rest of the team to show up, which they're not doing. Right. So along those lines, you think about it like, OK, if the Giants sell, well, first of all, why would they sell? Because they're still only three and a half, four and a half games out of the playoff spot. So what do they try to add? Well, we talked about this this week. What is the value of adding this year? You're going to be giving up more than what you're getting back, most likely. And your chances, basically, you're not going to improve the defense. And that's what it's going to take. So how are you going to improve the defense without giving up a lot that mortgages next year and the year after? And I think that's going to be very tough. On the other hand... If you like traded Carlos Rodon, this is what I was saying. He's almost assuredly going to walk, right? There's no way he's staying. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other part of it. It's like, so then it gets into these weird dynamics of if the Giants did sell off, they would be signaling to the industry that they are back in the rebuilds, their rebuild mode. I think it would hurt the pitch to get free agents, right? So yeah. it, would, it would hurt attracting players. But if they <laughs> see top players leaving, which is what Carlos Rodon is almost assuredly going to do, or basically being nickel and dime into a deal that, it, that you know, he doesn't want, then that's still the same thing. It's not going to attract people. Um, I need to read this point about Roger, and then I'll, I'll give you the floor here. But the, the farm needs, it's not just the farm. Like, when we think of the farm, we think of, like, we need young players. The Giants need those players that are on the verge of being major league contributors, not 30 year olds who were, and maybe if they retool in the minors, they can come back. They need guys who are like young enough and like start to get their reps that they can mold at triple a and in the majors. So Roger Munter, who was a guest on this podcast, we'll try to have him back at the end of the year. Um, he wrote a thread the other day uh, that said back in 2021, Grant Brisby wrote season previews with best case, worst case, likely scenarios. Both times, worst case was the same. Not just that Giants would trip over gloves and swallow bats, but that they, they would do so while the farm system was taking backward steps. Well, folks, if 2021 was better than best case, in 2022, we are actually getting that worst case scenario. It's not just disappointing slide at top that hurts. Last two years, player development has had some significant backsteps that are already hurting Giants' competitiveness and cloud future. In 2019-2020, system was on big up arrow. Regression since has hit in some big and small ways. Obviously, Bart and Ramos, to lesser degree, Jelly's progress is part of Giants' story this year. The Bishop Bailey Bedner picks have had real struggles so far and get poor reviews from scouts. For a variety of reasons, Luciano has moved slower than perhaps hoped, though still very good-looking prospect. Now Matos having lost season at A-ball. It's a lot to take in in one year. Talked with someone this week who spoke of org-wide failure to hit and no clear answers why. Those issues at lower levels make path forward at top level even more complicated. Hampers org's ability to acquire more talent. 
while at the same time making such acquisitions more necessary, which means being competitive in 23 and 24 isn't just a matter of, quote, fixing SF roster. They need to figure out what is going on at lower levels as well and how to turn that story around. That's the challenge beneath the challenge. And then the last tweet is, there are certainly good things happening as well. Obviously, Harrison's progress has been sensational. Luciano still looks like a strong piece. And there are a good collection of strong arms, particularly in the pen. Maybe a year from now, picture and player development pipeline looks much better. But for now, and then I think that's it. But I'll (laughs) add the sound. Yeesh. Yeesh. (laughs) I caramba. Uh, so that that's from a guy who loves the Giants farm system, maybe more than anyone has ever loved the Giants farm system. Yeah, I think, well, to be fair, people don't love it that much and never have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's he knows more about it than we do. And he talks to people who know even more than that. And it's not good. No. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, so let I me mean, ask you. Look, OK, good. Yes, would, would, would not if if. His diagnosis is basically he's getting fielding reports from everybody else. And that seems to be the consensus, even within the organization. Would not it make sense to try to get back talent as quickly as possible to to make to change the nature of the system? Yeah, I mean, that's the I mean, that's the thing they need to sell at this point, because there's no reason to think next next year's team is going to be better. Um, And this year's team isn't good enough. So, you know, after this year, they're going to lose guys, right? They're going to lose Radon. They're going to lose Wilmer Flores. They're going to lose Jock Peterson. And as much as Peterson hasn't been hitting over the last month, month and a half, um, two months even, uh, he's still been a pretty important part of what the Giants have done this year when they were good. Um, so they're going to lose him. And they're going to get what for it? You know, what's going to be the, the plus of it? Uh, you know, Lamont Wade just to pick the guy who is currently batting in the game as we're recording this. Um, you know, he's taken a huge step back. Is there a reason to think he's going to have a step forward or do they need to start looking at bringing in competition so that so maybe someone will have that step forward and they won't be in the same situation they're in right now. The way to do that is to sell. And that's these like analytic guys, the, the new fangled front office, um, that's what they're here for is to make those those annoying decisions that are bad in the moment as a fan, but are better in the long term. Um, that's what Farhan is here to do. And so if he doesn't do it, it would be concerning. Yes. And I think that's the other part is what is his degree of autonomy? He's got a position that didn't exist before. They created a new position for him, essentially. And He's supposed to have, you know, obviously it's never 100%, but I think he's supposed to have a greater say, like control in those situations. And I mean, you pointed this out last week is like, I don't think ownership's going to allow this or that, but I feel like the complexion in just a week of the whole situation changed rather radically. Um, Yeah, I mean, 0-7 coming out of the All-Star break is, is a wake up call and it just has to be. Yeah. Which, again, we're not even getting to, like, the level of, like, what... Last year, I think, is, like, a weird... It's clearly a fluke. It's an outlier. It's whatever. But I think you could also say, like, whatever plans the Giants put into place on the coaching level, 
you know, it could be worse this year if they didn't have that. <laughs> so it's like, I, I think there is always a good, reasonable fan thing of knee-jerk reaction. You know why? Because it's an entertainment dollar. And I don't feel like we most fans really do need to get into why things are bad. Why not just have them be good, right? Yeah. Like, I, I respect that part of it. Um, I, I'm just telling you, the Giants don't have the players. I don't think that has a lot to do with who the manager is and who any of the 25, 50 coaches are. I just don't think they have the actual talented bodies. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think they're maximizing what they have and what they have isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if you put me out there and you maximize my potential, I would still hit 003. <laughs> and um, you know what? There's something and to be said. three would be a rounding error. It would be, it's something to be said that they, that they might actually have a system in place where they can actually maximize all that talent. Right. That's, that's a big, that's a big deal. Because, yeah, you might have situations like this where none of it works out. Like, literally everyone is like, there are lower 50% percentile projections. Not great. Not where you want to be. And and maybe there might be something process related to that that they can tweak. But for now, the meat puppets are not generating the discrete numbers that they need to put together the algorithm, the, the results the algorithm demands for a successful team. Um, so Wilmer Flores... I feel like that's a guy that they absolutely must trade because he's going to help somebody uh, and he, they're going to get probably someone nice for him. Jock Peterson, I feel like it'd be funny if he went back to Atlanta, you know, <laughs> I, but concussions are such weird things. You know what I mean? So like there's now like a clear and present mark on his value because it could be it could be iffy. Now, it could just be precautionary um, and maybe it's not so bad. But yeah, all those other guys, the Radon thing is, to me is like you put a guy who's injury prone, you start him in a game, which is either a showcase or, you know, his final start, whatever, but it's like right on the edge of, are they going to sell him? And you put, and you start him anyway, it just, it's bizarre to me. <laughs> and I don't think anyone in the bullpen would be worth selling, but we've been surprised before, right? I mean, Duvall would be worth selling, but he's the only one you don't want to sell. Yeah. So, although, we're gonna... although you know, if, to be fair, I think Leon and, and Brebia, they've been mostly fine. And you can see a team that doesn't watch them every day say, yeah, you know, I'm interested. Yeah, it's a bit of a change from uh, 2019, of course, though, where the, the kind of elite level performance by the relievers is not quite not quite what it was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the weirdest time where it just seems, you know, I think all the years where we've had Sabian and all that stuff and Bobby Evans, you know, you'd say sell because you just want something new and different. You know, the Giants process is like, OK, well, the guys that you thought were going to work in your system didn't. Now it's time to turn the page or you've been pumping these old guys for something else. And it's exactly what you said, Doug. It's like this is the moment, just like in 2019 was was Zadie doing the trade deadline there where he kind of added a couple of guys, but also traded a bunch. It's like it seems clear and present here. You know, you've you've maxed out the old guys that you don't want on your next winning run anyway. Um, so move on. Um, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't. Um, and then coming up next, we're going to do our bullpen trust power rankings. I'm sure you're ready for that, Doug. I, I am so ready. I was born ready. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. Doug, before we get into the actual rankings, I think I need to make it very clear that we don't trust the bullpen whatsoever i could not possibly trust them less imagine <laughs> the thing you trust less least in the world and i trust the bullpen less than that i i mean look 
I think the Giants at this point, I've tried very hard this year to not get so angry about baseball. I've even like developed a mantra and it's work. So I don't get that emotional about it. You watch the Giants bullpen perform though, like when they have to cover four innings and you're like, it's not going to work. They're going to give up. They're going to give up the lead or it's going to become a one run game on either side of it uh, pretty quickly. Um, But, but I guess what I'm getting at is the, it's important to remember relievers are the worst baseball players. They, they are, they are failed starters. They're failed position players, which to speak to that position players sometimes do their job. That's how bad they are. So it's just important to remember that what the bullpen is, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I mean, I'm sure they have a degree of self-loathing. That's why they can only live pitch to pitch because if they thought about all their failures, failures, Doug, they, they would be thinking about quite a lot. That's how they got to being a reliever. So <laughs> the Giants bullpen has, has really made me angry at the concept of relief pitching is how bad they've been. Oh, yeah. Um, I absolutely <laughs> miss the days that I never saw where you just put one guy out there and you're like, look, I don't care if the game goes 16 innings. You're the only pitcher we're using. And the pitcher was like, all right, sure. Well, it's like it's like uh, you used to have firemen like, oh, the starter would go five or six. And then you have a guy come in and pitch three innings. And the- to, be, to be clear, back in those days, the starter going six innings was a massive failure. For sure. He would be fined in kangaroo court for it. Oh, my next bit was like also pitching and hitting were completely, absolutely different. <laughs> Mind bogglingly different. And like pitchers would be like, I'm going to pitch the contact so I can throw 130 pitches. And that would I mean, not yeah, fly today. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the problem was there's an old Onion article uh, that that's like an it's a has a picture of an old guy supposedly right. It says, "In my day, ball players were for shit," <laughs> and that's the thing. Baseball players are too good now, and it is hurting the game. No one else will say this. I will say this. Everyone shouldn't throw 98 miles an hour. If a guy touches 90, you should be like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I had a tweet the other day uh, just remarking upon. Um, the immaculate inning that was pitched by Reed Detmers because it, I'm, I'm a sequencing slut, as I've said before years ago on this podcast. I love how pitchers think about the sequencing and obviously the smarter hitters are kind of on top of it. But Detmers sequencing wasn't like it wasn't amazing it, in, in the first that bad it was. He changed the eye level up and down. But the most terrifying part, which Grant Brisby pointed out, was that Basically, like, try to hit those fastballs. Try to hit those pitches. But watching Detmer's pitches, it was like, okay, there's a 92-mile-an-hour fastball in the outside corner. So now that guy's looking for maybe – if he sees a fastball again, he's thinking it'll be 92. No, it's 95. It's a whole different pitch. <laughs> so it's like it's, – it's mind-boggling. Hitting is very difficult. Pitching has gotten so much better. And obviously, hitting, hitting has gotten so much better. But the pitchers are just kind of – um, mind-bogglingly good these days, but not the Giants pitchers. That's the point of what what this ranking here is that we're going to rank right now the five things Doug and I trust more, each of us trust more than the Giants bullpen. And then I guess if we have to, we'll get to the actual bullpen rankings. But Doug, give me five things you trust more than the Giants bullpen right now. Anything in the world. All right. Uh, I would say number five is that there will be new wacky adventures featuring flow in progressive commercials. Um, I like the John Hamm edition. I think that's a good, that's a good wrinkle. It's maybe five years too late, but a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a kind of remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, there's a newer one where he's on like a set 
and he calls her in. And I'm like, is that set? Like, is he supposed to be on Mad Men, but like modern day? I'm not sure what show he's on there. Anyway, 80s Stunt Draper? They're doing 80s Stunt Draper? They're doing 80s <laughs> so, no, it's, a, it's a flat screen. Like, okay. It's a modern TV. So maybe like Don Draper is too handsome to age, which to be fair, might be true. We don't know. Uh, that's good. What's your all number right. four? Number all- four is uh, there's going to be a new Trump-related scandal within the next couple of days that will be forgotten by Thursday. Yep. I um, trust, yep. That's, I mean, that, I don't know, kind of a gimme. I mean, I kind of feel like his wife being buried in a pauper's grave to yeah. get, that's the Friday turn into this week, I think, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, number three is that I think it will turn out that like the seventh most popular app in the world is a new social media thing that I don't understand and have never heard of. <laughs> the social apps and musicians, I'm kind of like, man, I'm <laughs> yeah, several galaxies removed from these things right now. <laughs> right. It's it's not good. Whenever, whenever, honestly, at this point, whenever there's anyone actually popular who I've heard of, I'm like, not bad, huh? Not bad. <laughs> Billie Eilish. She did that song. It's called Bad Guy. I can't name another thing about her, but she did that song. Well, Beyonce has a new album out and there's, I heard one of the tracks and one of the parts she raps. I'm like, wait, why is she copying? Oh, what's her name? (laughs) (laughs) One of the newer ones. I'm like, I know who she is. I can see her face. It was Cardi B. But like, why is Beyonce trying to be like Cardi B? Uh, I feel like yeah. I've got having having a general awareness of Cardi B and then Lizzo. I'm like I've got something, but even they're like the previous generation already. It's like a yeah. New- so here's here's my problem. I know about Cardi B, but I also know about Megan The Stallion, and so I won't be sure which one did which song because uh, they're on a bunch of songs together too. Yes, then they're on songs together. Yes, so I, it really yes. throws me off. Yeah. But then there's like Dua Lipa and yeah. And, and it's Doja like, Cat. Yeah, that's Doja like, Cat those well. are in the next generation from them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't even remember, yeah, I don't even remember which one it was between Doja Cat and Dua Lipa, but I saw like a headline that was like, this one says she will quit music after this album. I was like, she just started. <laughs> <laughs> People forget she just started. <laughs> um, anyway, my number two, which is going to be the biggest gimme of all time. Uh, the Sacramento Kings not making the playoffs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, moribund is a compliment for that <laughs> franchise. Um, yeah, the Kings are a nightmare. Uh, and then number one. Number one. Brrr. Number one thing I trust most in the world. A powerful man turns out to be an asshole. <laughs> this is why it's good that I'm not powerful. It happened to me too. I'm not special. <laughs> Farhan Zaidi is a powerful man and he's going to be an asshole by not trading Carlos Rodon. That's, oh, that's, that's God, that's it makes it. me so mad just thinking about it. <laughs> Those are all great mind pale in comparison. I should have gone first. Five things I trust more than the Giants bullpen, which are not necessarily things I trust most in the world, but just more than the Giants bullpen. My landlord filing an eviction notice if our rent is even one minute late. <laughs> <laughs> he wants us out of here so badly when we moved into this apartment many years ago, we came in and we were paying the most rent out of everybody. For some reason, when he bought the building, like uh, it was like the dealer changing tables. 
uh, like everyone else moved out except for us. So then suddenly we're now the deadbeats paying the least lowest amount of rent. And he's been trying to get us out for the entire year he's on the building. And uh, so there's that. Uh, I trust that uh, the Giants will always come up short in their pursuit of a top of the market free agent hitter. Brian trust does me. trust that if you listen to the Concast at all, <laughs> even one episode, even the episodes Brian's not on, you will know that. I am tapping the sign. Go uh, back to me and Sammy just talking about how bad the 2017 Giants are, and you'll hear us talking. By the way, Brian's convinced that they will never sign a top free agent hitter. I'm 100% right now. What is. <laughs> Uh, better call Saul to stick the landing with a memorable finale. I I trust that more than the Giants bullpen. I can't believe how good the show is. Even if you don't watch it, it's a good show. It's a well-made show. Um, I, I trust more than the Giants bullpen that the insane amount of caffeine in this drink called a triple threat will actually give me the exact amount of caffeine I need for any given day. So the triple threat is a red eye, basically. And instead of, but then with, because I get my, no, it has ice cubes in it. The ice cubes are espresso ice cubes. Okay. So it's like four shots and then three ice cubes. And it's, it's too much caffeine, but it's always the perfect amount. So I always trust that. And the thing I trust more, the most uh, than the Giants bullpen is I always trust my wife to always find my wallet. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. she, she's 100% on finding the wallet so. see I keep my wallet in the same place but uh, for me it's just regular things like she's like can you get the oregano out of the spice rack and I'll look in the spice rack like I don't see it and she will like just walk and Kristen will just walk up and be like it's right here it's literally mm-hmm. in front it's the thing that says oregano in giant letters I'm like how was I supposed to see that I don't I don't get it that wasn't always there that was a different <laughs> yeah. label yeah yeah. All right, so I guess we'll we'll have to do the actual rankings. I I have seven arms in the bullpen. You might have six. Yeah, I have seven. I looked okay. at the depth chart on the the Giants website, and it seems like there's seven. Which actually, it seems like there should be like twelve. But... Actually, there's eight because we got to count. I'm counting Luis Gonzalez. Oh yeah, let me just throw him in there. Uh, not at the lowest spot, or even no. the second lowest spot. No. Oh, so we're matching. Okay. I'll go first here. Number eight for me is Sam Long. Yep, this agree. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to just throw it out there. 625th. So, yeah, and, so but earlier in the year, you'll remember his, his ERA was really good and his FIP was bad. Yes. And I, I had him low on my rankings all the time. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, FIP doesn't like him and I kind of don't see it. And you're like, I mean, he had that good game against whoever. Uh, no, no, he's, he's not good this yeah. year. All right, so we're matching there. All right, who's your number seven? Harleen Garcia. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, those lefties. It is a rough one for lefties right now. Harleen Garcia was my number one at some point, and now I can't – he's either going to get Tommy John or he's going to be off the roster before the end of the year, it looks like. Um, terrible. 462 FIP and just 8.2 innings pitched. Interestingly, between those two guys, five unearned runs between them. The Giants this month, I'm not counting today's game, um, Sunday's game, they gave up uh, 19 unearned runs in July. And eight of those belong to the bullpen. And now we see five of those go to these two guys. (laughs) Anyway, so does that mean your number six is the same as mine? Luis Gonzalez? Luis Gonzalez, there he is. (laughs) One inning, gave up two hits, no runs, no walks. I mean, hey, that's it. That's what you want. (laughs) That's what you want. It doesn't get any better than that. 
Um, okay, who's your number five? Uh, my number five is Junior Marte. We're we're matching perfectly here. Yeah. Junior Marte is uh, a reliever on the Giants. He is bad more often than he's good, but sometimes he's good. So that's well, an improvement over Long and Garcia. He's given up a ton of runs his last two appearances. He's given up four total runs in his last two appearances. But that my caveats are that those are multi-inning appearances. He struck out 14 and 12 in 12 innings, and he has a 304 FIP. His great stuff. You know, how many of the Giants relievers can speak to that? Yeah, no, he does have, he does have great stuff. So, you know what? <clears throat> Keep yeah. him on the roster. Let him harness it. If they lose some games, well, they're going to lose some games well, anyway. And so then that's my point about, like, why I liked uh, Sam Long earlier was that the Giants were kind of using him in specific spots. And I don't think they're trusting the game with Junior Marte. So all the no, more reason to keep him where he is. Okay, so then is our number four the same? Tyler Rogers? Tyler Rogers, oh, there wow. he is. <laughs> okay. we, I, I feel like there's a chance in the top three it goes a little <laughs> off, but those all seem like really obvious picks to me. Yeah, I mean, and I did have... Marte and Rogers flipped just because of stuff. But then at the end of the day, it's like Tyler Rogers has had such a bad year that to, you can honestly legitimately say he's turned a season around over the last six weeks. He's looked better, but whatever. Yeah, he's been, he's been a lot better. <laughs> and we can't have him at the top, even if no. he's at his best, because he pitches in front of the Giants defense. Right. And, he, and that's, not, and that's he, not his fault, but that's no. how it is. Like he comes in the game, you can't be that confident because he's going to get ground balls and you don't want someone who gets ground balls hit to Giants infielders. Right, yeah. All right, so then who's your number three? Uh, my number three is John Brebia. Ah, we, we there we go. Our top three There's is our... Divergence. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Brebia's been, been pretty good, but it feels like lately he's been giving up more runs. Uh, I didn't actually look at any stats for this one. I just went off vibes. Uh, <laughs> well, it is a vibes-based bullpen. It's a vibes-based bullpen. So, um, but yeah, he's, so he's—I mean, he's still been good, but but shakier. Um, and I trust the other two guys more than him. I, I just want to ask you, how many runs do you think he's given up this month? Uh, how many innings has he pitched? He has pitched thirteen innings, exactly. Not counting Sunday's game because we don't know. But I'm going to so, say four. He's given up two runs, both. <laughs> he is my number one. So. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, number two, then. Um, oh, oh, so then number, my, two, number, number three. three is Dominic Leone. Okay. And and I wanted to put him higher, but then I just kind of looked at the numbers real quick. I'm like, well, that that can't work. But he's uh, to me. This was my other point. I feel like these top three are actually not that much separation between them. No, I, I don't think so either. The, they're definitely the three best arms in the in the in the uh, bullpen for sure. Um, I think they're the only three that I really fully trust. Like I actually trust to be like major leaguers right now. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm sorry, Tyler Rogers, but again, with that defense, I can't do it. Um, Not a nine ERA, eight earned runs in eight innings, and a, but a three twenty five FIP. Just to tell you how it's going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, by the way, I will say this about Brebia, just vibes based. One sixty four ERA. <laughs> 467 FIP, yes. 551 F X FIP. So like he's he is pitching worse. Uh, no, I noted that too, but at the end of the day, I'm like, well, <laughs> two <laughs> runs are two runs. That's a lot for the Giants. That's a that's a lot for the Giants bullpen. But you know, the bullpen trust power rankings can have that thing like who do I trust in a higher leverage spot? So that's fair. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it is like that, but that's why to me, I'm like, you know, these are all pretty close. Okay. So then my number two is Camilo Duvall. And it sounds yeah. like he might be your number one. Yeah. My number two is Dominic Leone. Okay. Looking at the stats, he has actually had a bad month. Yeah. Uh, ERA wise, but um, he, he looks better. Yes. He, he just, he looks like yes. a good reliever who's having a bad stretch. Yes. So like you, you know, Kapler puts him in there like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I, I have him at number two. Uh, so, yeah. So with me, with Duvall, the difference between Duvall and Brebbia was simply um, I, I results. It just came out as results. But, yeah. you know, but also Duvall, 417 BABIP, um, but only one home run allowed. Three unearned runs. Uh, I did I did keep track of that. after. It was like 19. I don't know if that's a lot, but it seems like a lot. And I wonder how many of those went to the bullpen. And so, you know, uh, you know, he also hasn't pitched that much this month because the Giants really haven't had any leads late in the game uh but right, i also they, look you can't put them in if you don't have a lead and 12 yeah 12 strikeouts and 8.2 innings is great just one save but i'm also like a 393 fip i mean that's tyler rogers right there and that's yeah, a little I mean, surprising i mean the difference is duvall's also walked a bunch of guys yes um and that's you know that's a problem yeah so i mean i think i think that's a okay so then you go so you go yeah, Rebia, leon and duvall as your yeah leon duvall yeah. duvall all right well, we'll see if any of these guys are on the roster next month. We'll, we'll see if any of these guys, even if they are on the roster, have a good month now that we have them near the top. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, we've been cursing them pretty consistently, and they're still hanging around. So You've done a good job of it. I feel like they've done a lot better job than I used to do. I used to really only curse the top guy, um, which is why Sonia Ocasio was bad in 2016. But that now was we're, like, we're getting the whole top half of the rankings. Yeah. We're really knocking them all out. So I you know, think combined, we're, we're doing a good job here. You know, I think at the end of the day, what I'll remember most about Santiago Casilla is his flawless complexion. Yes. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> I mean, it was just before you started getting those drop the skincare regimen in the comments, babe, <laughs> like things <laughs> that you'd see online. But that guy had really great skin. And I'm like, he doesn't have to. He's a ball player. Why does he need to have good skin? And he did, but. Uh, he's also a great reliever for a time, um, except, yeah, you cursed him. He fell off the mound and all that stuff. Like, he literally yeah. forgot how to pitch in 2016. Yeah, 100% on me. Um, uh, I'd say I'm sorry, but I got content out of it. So No, that's, that's true. And you're going to have some content this week, I'm sure, about the trade deadline and, and anything else that floats your fancy. That's right. I will definitely write about the trade deadline for Tuesday. I just have to figure out what I think about it. <laughs> that's giantsdug.substack.com we will probably try to squeeze in a special episode for the trade deadline maybe tuesday maybe wednesday so look out for that uh and we're going to take next monday off uh, as a result so we'll see you in a couple of weeks after wednesday and uh in the meantime i guess go giants but but why you know i still want them to be good even if it hurts their draft position because it's not like having a good draft position has helped farhan so whatever I, I think you want the giants to face the dodgers after the news that they've acquired Juan soto and you want them to win that first game <laughs> i think that would be a good you know as your ship is sinking you're still still able to take out the opposing ship's captain like that, oh, no. seems- <laughs> you know what? My I'm banking everything on the Cardinals getting him. I think it's going to be the Cardinals. Okay, we'll find out. What a, what an amazing turn of events these last two <laughs> weeks. Oh, the Giants should get Juan Soto. The Giants shouldn't be a baseball team. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Go Giants-ish. <laughs>